Welcome to Shit You Don't Want to Talk About. Before listening to today's episode, please be advised, some content may include discussion around topics that are difficult to hear, especially for children under the age of 13. We want to encourage you to care for yourself, security, and well-being. Resources of each episode will be listed in the episode description and on the website shittotalkabout.com. Hey everyone, thank you for joining Shit You Don't Want to Talk About, and today is some exciting shit. Because we are talking to the people behind the scenes. I am so excited. Uh, This is Bill and Trom. And a little bit of background before I have them tell themselves about themselves. Tell themselves about (laughs) themselves. I think that's how you say that. But it works. Anyway, I was going to start a podcast about sales. Because I couldn't think about what to start a podcast on, and I really want to talk about human connection. And then my boss told me no. Hmm. And I was like, well, now what? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> and she was like, you know, you dig mental health. You post a lot of videos and stuff about it. Why don't you do it about mental health? And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that works. And that was half an hour before Bill and I were supposed to meet and talk about the sales podcast. And I messaged him. I'm like, yo, we're going to meet soon. And I'm not doing sales podcasts anymore. You still want to talk? And that is how Bill and I at least kind of initially met. So Bill, uh, please introduce yourself and kind of share your side of the story. Thanks, Jen. And yeah, I'm glad you didn't listen to your boss there. And you know what? That sales podcast will be great one day, but I think we're making a little bit more impact right now. So we'll, we'll start there and then you'll master your craft by then. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm excited to be here with the both of you today. So yeah, my name is Bill. As um, Jen said, I am, I guess, a little bit about myself. Um, first and foremost, a father, husband, um, I also, again, my gems meeting, work in um, sales enablement more specifically. And I was really excited when we first met with, uh, when Jen and I first met, we were, I've been trying to be a little more purposeful the last year or so with how I use LinkedIn and professionally network. And Jen and I connected there and we're like, all right, yeah, let's, let's talk shop. And then the audible was thrown on last second, but there was some naturally immediate connections there. And I could just tell when you and I spoke, Jen, that this was something that was going to be not only important, but make a difference. Um, And really starting with yourself too, and then outward from there. So it's, it's been a, it's, it's only been a short ride, which is crazy, but it's already been a great ride and can't wait for, for 2022 to see what's next there. So I think that's a great starting point. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, by short ride, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, Our yeah. first conversation was in June 2021, and it is now the end of December 2021. So, dude, we've been hanging out for like six months. Hard like, to believe. It's, yeah. It's, co- it's COVID. Like, uh, it's like dog years in COVID times, right? Like six <laughs> months is. feels like five years. And and for for everyone, because this is the, the pre-Trom days, uh, <laughs> Bill and I were, uh, had our original conversation and I was like, yeah, I think I'll do it. Then in, I think it was like July, he was like, yo, where are you at? It's like three weeks later. What are you doing with the podcast? And I was like, 
And then like three weeks later, yo, are you actually going to do the podcast or what are you doing? And I was like, I am. I actually did all of this stuff and I'm posting here. And he was like, I have someone that would be like so epic to be a part of this team and you have to meet her. And he tries to like give me Trom's information to like find on LinkedIn. <laughs> I could not find Trom. <laughs> like Trom was the ghost on LinkedIn. And I was like, um, could you like maybe like send me her profile? Cause I can't <laughs> find her. And then I have that, that awkward. So for, for anybody getting to know me, I'm a very awkward person in the fact that we'll start a conversation and then probably within an hour to the first month, you know, it's a pretty good range. I'll <laughs> say, okay, we're friends now. And, but that awkwardness to start is, hi, Trom. Uh, Bill sent me and said that we should be friends and can we be friends and can you give her a call? <laughs> and, uh, that is how I got introduced to Bill, but or to Trom by Bill. And Bill, I'm curious, um, how? Why did you think that Trom would be a good fit? Well, I mean, the the awkwardness match, right? Like, that's, <laughs> a, that's perfect, right? Like, say say no more there. Facts. Um, <laughs> but I've been fortunate enough to know Trom for, gosh, what like five or six years now. Mm-hmm. and um, met um, when she was coming coming right out of college, her, her first job, and she came to work on, on my team and our organization. And it was, it was since then, we have just grown in, incredibly close. She has just not only been, a, was a phenomenal, obviously, employee to work alongside, but just, just a much, much better person, and that's saying something. So we've just, you know, got a chance. We've since, um, you know, no longer at the same organization together. But, you know, I think anywhere you go, there's, you know, you meet so many people in your life, but there's certain people, you know, you want to stay in contact with. And that was clearly the case with Trom. And then kind of more specifically on, on why I think that she would be a great fit for it. First, anything that Trom does, she's going to give it her all. And I, I think that's the hallmark of a, yes, a, gr- a great person, right? But I'll let her kind of tell her story coming up here, but I could just, you know, tell and, and as her and ours friendship evolved over the years, I knew that this would be really important for her, not only to A, help you champion this message, Jen, help us champion this message, but it would also help her um, from her standpoint as well. So it, it just, it was immediate. It was like a, it was like a lightning bolt, a flash. We, we knew this had to happen, <laughs> right? So um and it's been it's been a great fit and you know I'll I'll pause and I think you'll probably turn it over to Trom soon. I will. In the fact that Trom like what was this experience for you cuz uh you got Bill who you know then you got this awkward chick like reaching out to you <laughs> and what was going through your mind and like your like from your point of view how this all happened. Yeah, thanks Jen. Well, first Bill, wow. Wow, tears in my eyes and my heart it- is full. <laughs> I, I could probably say the same to you both, but reversed since you were my boss instead of my employee. Um, enough, but yeah, you were an amazing mentor and I have nothing but great things to say. And I'm so happy that we can still be friends, but yeah, but 
I mean, after the six years, like like Bill mentioned, on a random day where we were just catching up, um, since I'm still in Maryland and he came to visit uh, for the current organization, you know, after a full belly, after eating at Texas Roadhouse, you know, those amazing cinnamon rolls or cinnamon bun butter with those rolls, um, he, he approached me and said, hey, you know, what's going on? Like, do you, you know, what have you been doing like in your spare time? And I said, you know, just being a couch potato, watching anime, you know, what else is new? <laughs> and then he said, well, you know, I just connected with this really awesome person named Jen and she's a really huge advocate on mental health and I know that you know you've been pretty vocal about your journey with your mental health specifically you know with BPD and you know just wanted to see if you guys would be interested in connecting and then potentially helping out with podcasts and I mean right then and there right a person with great vibes already had spoken so many great things about you Jen and then on top of that an opportunity to work with Bill with with a great person and then with mental health as well so I think it was kind of like the trifecta so how could anyone say no to that right so then after kind of having that intro call we got the LinkedIn message which again the total complete awkwardness like you said but we kind of had we I kind of was able to reciprocate that awkwardness with my hi everyone I'm Trom like trombone without the bone but you can just call me Trom to introduce myself it's the easiest way to do it right and then we jumped on a first call and I think right off the bat like Bill said the energy was there the passion was there this is something that all three of us were really passionate about and I think honestly the biggest thing that I just like why I really want to join this passion project and this, this awesome podcast is again I think with my journey through navigating my mental health I think one of the biggest things that I realized is that in your dark times you know your mental health your mental illness can really isolate you and make you feel alone and one of the biggest things that really motivated me to at least get help for myself is just even watch like watching a random YouTube video when I was first diagnosed with BPD. It was a random girl across the big lake, right, in London. She was she was expressing her life with what it was living with BPD. And this is a person that I've never met before, but within my tw first 28 years of living, it was the first time that I felt someone actually understood what was going through my head, you know, how I was experiencing these emotion, uh, intense emotions. And I think that if someone that I don't know could make me feel seen for the first time in my 28 years, if there's anything that I could do to reciprocate that and extend that hand to someone else, then I want to do that. And that's really what I'm hoping for this podcast. And that's why I'm so motivated and really happy to be part of this team. You're, you're making me choke up. And um, <laughs> that's why I'm like, uh-huh. Um, because that's, I find that so valuable because that's something we've all talked about so much is just that feeling that we're not alone. I told you, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, being an only child and being, you know, you guys know my story. I was locked yeah. away in my room. I've been abused physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually, you know, you, I, I've got it. And um, yeah, it was like, meeting you guys it felt like family because we were going to talk about the shit no one wants to talk about we were gonna you know give that space where other people won't feel so alone and it was like being around people that I wish I had when I was in those lonely places and I that's a big reason why this episode's so important to me is um, so many people see that I'm in the limelight and, you know, I am the podcast host of this is my baby, but it wouldn't be here without you guys. It really wouldn't. There have been times where 
I have to push our calls because my mental health isn't doing good. Or we've had, uh, as later on in this episode, uh, we'll have a different guest on named Paige, who's our new social media manager. But to find Paige, we went through some, you know, some shit and y'all had my back and helped me figure that out. And it was finding my own worth has always been a struggle for me in my own journey. Yet the minute I met both of you, it was never a, I've never doubted that around you guys. And that is something that I only wish we do that for other people because the power and the magic do you guys bring to the team? I can't like, literally I'm like tearing up over here. (laughs) Um, And I, I just want to go a bit more and thank you, Tom, for like, just like teeing us up on that of, so Tom, I am eventually going to like dig deeper and ask you more questions on yours, but first I feel like picking on Bill. Um, So Bill, like why is mental health important to you and why do you think we need to talk about this shit? Like, why is it important? Yeah. um, There's a, there's a lot of people in my life. Um, that that are struggling with that so it's it's very important to me from from that standpoint also um being being a male i I think that historically we've been taught to not talk about that because it's a sign of weakness when it's a sign of anything but weakness and you know going back to your point you were saying before that really struck a chord with you is everybody is dealing with something different and you can't, you can't categorize or or put each person's story against someone else's. Right. But what you can do, and and maybe, maybe that's sort of maybe the blessing we're going to get out of what's happened in the world. The last two years is that people are taking time to pause and realize that, like you said, um, cause like, like you, obviously we had very different upbringings, but I'm an only child as well. So it is always like the, the, like the seeking, I think when you come from like, whether it's like an only child, right. You always want to have those siblings, things like that. So hopefully something we've learned over the last two years is it doesn't take any extra effort to just be there for someone or listen, like listening is the bare minimum we can do for other people. And it's gotten harder, right? It seems like everything's so fast. Everybody's worried about statuses and things like that, but to truly make a connection and help them out. Trauma story you brought up before is perfect. You know, as you were really starting to identify your struggles, somebody crossed the ocean is what really is a defining moment and something that I'm sure you're going to be able to recall the rest of your life. So I just think of this as, especially when you look at me in other areas too, I come from pretty much all the, all the privilege buckets, right? Right. A white straight male. I think it's an obligation to, to do those things, to try to understand and empathize and hear what other people are going through. So it really sounds so simple saying it, but I don't think we do simple very well. And I think if we all slow down, we all learn, gain more perspective. And what I love about Jen, all the guests you've assembled so far is it is such a wide ranging group of topics and it all roots back at mental health. But that's what's what's the beauty of it is it goes out in so many directions and it's such an impact 
And just, you know, before we were talking about this, just the, some time off, like the most time off you said you're going to ever have off at work. Like, like sometimes we take that stuff for granted. Right. So I just really think it all goes back to just kind of building a sense of community. And, and, and Jen, I know before, I think that's kind of what got you choked up. And that's kind of what makes me happiest about being part of this is, you know, trauma and I already kind of had that and we're kind of making this community bigger now and being that support system so you can get this important message out there. And thank you, Bill. And that's something that I, I, I use you in as, as an example often and as an almost joking example, because sometimes it's hard for people to really relate of, well, and, and this is what I've heard a lot of, uh, well, I'm a straight white dude. So why would I listen? I haven't gone through shit. And I love the fact that when you and I first spoke, you talked about being the support for other people. And one thing that people, many, many people don't think about is how, when you're the support giver, how draining that can be. And you don't want to show that vulnerability. And A, that's just a, a huge piece of many of the parts that you bring to the puzzle. But if we don't have, you know, heterosexual white dudes on the podcast we're not going to have other heterosexual dudes listen to the podcast and therefore it may not make that much change because as a white chick I got to be you know part of the change like you and I have talked about it we come from different privileges and it's fucked up as it may be you know that was what we were handed and you know, in a very awkward way, because that's what I'm great at, <laughs> is uh, handing it over to Trom because this is something that her, your, her, your, I'm like, I don't even know <laughs> which way I talk to you on this one. Um, your story, and I, I don't want to give it away, but it really hit home because there's a part, a piece of your story in your culture that really hit different than something that Bill and I would go through. And I think that's so important and the power of having someone like Bill on the team, not even like, we're not even to the part of like, you know, what we each do, (laughs) but, um, could you like, tell us why in a bit more detail, like, um, what you were diagnosed with and like how you got to that point and why it's so important, Trump? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so I, probably in in high school was kind of when I really started to struggle with my mental health. I had undiagnosed depression and anxiety. And during that time, towards like junior year in high school and senior year of high school, I was really trying to figure out my sexuality. Um, and it was really something that I struggled with since I was raised in a pretty, you know, religious Asian household. There are some things that are considered taboo. There are some things that are just very frowned upon. And, you know, being a gay Asian girl was definitely one of them. And then also mental health also was not very discussed in a lot of Asian families. It was just something that, you know, if you're sad, get over it. If you're sad, just be happy, you know, go exercise. Um, It's all in your head. And, but even then my parents didn't really necessarily know that I struggled with my mental health. Um, But all those things, kind of all the stressors, it felt like a lot of parts of my life were out of control, right? I was like on the forefront, I was put together. I was really this kind of this happy-go-lucky girl playing tennis, being on the tennis team, trying to, you know, get straight A's. 
that was not successful, but I still tried anyways. Um, but yeah, but with all that kind of spiraling out of my control, I ended up developing an eating disorder and because I just needed some semblance of control in one portion of my life. And if that portion could be my weight, how much I ate, then that was it. Um, so that was something that I struggled with all without the knowledge of my parents or my brother. And it didn't really kind of hit that climax until probably my the summer after my freshman year of college, I came home and uh, all my family members were kind of surrounded in one room. And it turns out that they accidentally came across my, my journal and they read certain parts of my journal. And that's when they found out that I was gay. Uh, I was struggling with suicidal ideations and I was also struggling with an eating disorder. So at that time, they really pushed, we didn't really talk about the whole sexuality part. It was more so kind of pushed under the rug because again, they didn't really know, they, they didn't really know if it was true. I don't think they wanted to believe that it was true. And it was just more so it's a phase, you know, you don't really know you're still young. You're just starting college. It's just a phase. Um, and that was kind of when I first had my experience with therapy and with a psychiatrist because the suicidal, you know, ideations and suicidal thoughts, they said that we can't just leave this alone anymore. The sexuality thing, we'll, we'll deal with it later. Um, and then I found out that they also, there are certain times that they wanted me to go see, a, you know, a, a psychiatrist is because they thought, you know, sexuality thing was also in my head, you know, it wasn't, wasn't true. Um, and in my turn, in terms of my journey with my, my therapist and my psychiatrist, it definitely helped at first. I think that it was my first run in with antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. And I think anyone who has experienced it or has used medications to help with their mental health, I think everyone knows that it's kind of a really hard puzzle to, to pit, piece together, right? Because there's going to be certain combinations that work for you, certain combinations that don't. And I was a former, I didn't like the medication at, at all. And I, there's typically a grace period before it kicks in. But for me, I'm kind of one of those people that I need that instant gratification. So typically it will make you feel worse before it makes you feel better. But I didn't like feeling worse. So at that time I just stopped. And then I just stopped going to my psychiatrist and my therapist. And it was actually wasn't until probably the tail end of 2019 that I actually kind of started going back to a, a new therapy, a new therapist and a new psychiatrist. And that's when I was diagnosed with BPD, um, borderline personality disorder, which really kind of focuses on like mood regulations, um, you know, fear of abandonment, black and white thinking, you know, suicide ideations and things like that. And it definitely explained a lot. I think that was a big, when I first got my diagnosis, it was a big sigh of relief because I was like, it explains so much, you know, I'm actually not crazy, you know, feeling happy one second and then feeling like in utter despair in the next hour and not being able to explain why, you know, so actually having a diagnosis really helped calm my nerves and like, wow, I'm not actually a monster. I'm not making this up. There's a reason behind it. But after kind of that relief dissipates, it's kind of like, well, what's next, you know, because am I going to live my whole life with this, you know? Um, but being able to kind of research a little bit more, watching those YouTube videos for those who are living with BPD, you know, I did see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to be an easy way towards that light, but there is a way to do it. Um, so I started looking into DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy, which really focuses on emotional regulation, you know, dealing with stress and, you know, just focusing on some of those things to implement into my day to day, um, you know, 
activities when I do feel overwhelmed. And I definitely noticed a big difference, but you know, I know that I accepted that this is something that I'm going to live with the rest of my life. But really I wanted to be able to speak about these things um, is more so honestly for my little cousins, you know, um, because they're going to be growing up, you know, and I want them to be able to live in a society, have a family where if there is someone who are, who is struggling with this or has gone through certain you know, issues with their sexuality, with anxiety or depression or any, any mental illness, they have someone that they can go to um, if they don't feel comfortable at that time. You know, I want them to have at least a safe space to talk about it. So that's really kind of my big motivation in terms of, you know, just being more vocal out there. And if there is someone out there who, again, is struggling with silently, if there is, you know, if that motivates them to speak up or go see someone, then that makes all the difference for me. You're my hero. You both are. <laughs> but like, Trom, like, and and I, I do want to add in. So for our listeners, when we first started the podcast and the adventure, I would do a lot of the outreach. And then uh, Bill and Trom would review the episodes and kind of like help guide me on the edits or social media. Uh as we said earlier, we hired a social media manager because I am horrible at it. Uh, and it's also when it really started aligning of what all of our roles are. Yes, uh, for anybody that works in like a startup or entrepreneurial spirit, you kind of get used to putting on a ton of different hats. Big corporations, you may not, uh, it may seem a bit more siloed. But having everyone do the same thing, we definitely weren't getting stuff done as quickly as we could. And over months of getting to know each other, it was, as Bill mentioned earlier, we uh, were able to connect on sales enablement and Trom is in, you know, the learning and development field. And that's what I do in my full-time job. And it was so beautiful. I was kind of scared to tell them, like I DM'd both of them, like, yo, I think you should just focus more on this. Is this cool? And Bill became our business manager, which (laughs) is phenomenal because it really helps having someone that is focused on that and outreach and talking to people and, you know, making sure my business hat is aligned with what's going to be best for the business. Because that is something that I'm always going to choose people over like money, which is, is of course, you know, in some aspects really good. And at the same time, as many people have probably heard, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. And that is the business for me. If I don't take care of the business, I'm not going to be able to get it out to other people. And that's the constant reminder. So that's what Bill, thank you. Hands down, 100%. Thank you. And Trom, I call her my coach. She literally has to like help me like break down episodes of what did I ask that was good? What was bad? What was like, what could I have asked better? What should we like probably not content that's going to be good for the, you know, the audience. And it's much more of like a theoretical conversations too, because I'm like, okay, cool. How do I focus more on this? Or is there a better way that I could have done X, Y, and Z? And it helps so much because especially since those two know each other already, and I kind of came in, you know, a few years down the road, it really does help just having like the synergy of all of us doing something different. Uh, 
what do you two think of that? Like, was, was that a shock or was that a good like change or, I mean, it's been a six months of a bumpy ride. So. Bill, I'll hand it off first. to you first. Oh, dang no, it. <laughs> I, I spoke first. I, I, I passed the deal. <laughs> dang it. Okay. Um, no, I think it's just, it, it's one of those things, right. Where we kind of just flesh it out as we go. It was kind of this big project that we kind of just tackled all at once but little by little we kind of figured out our own roles it's kind of like when we're babies growing up we figure out our own personalities right and and which one makes us shine and our strengths and our weaknesses so we're really focusing on our strengths now bill is an awesome salesperson he's a people person right like who else would keep a a freshman right i mean not a freshman a, a new graduate right off of college who told him hippo milk is pink and still keep them as their employee after yeah yeah i told him in in one of our interviews uh, in one of our, our meetings he's like how's your weekend and I was like well found out that hippo milk is pink so that's cool and he's like yeah did we do a background check on this girl by chance <laughs> before we hired her um, but no I think that it's kind of it comes natural right the more that we get used to each other we really understand where our passions are and I think we also have to give credit where credit is due Jen right you allowed us to also be able to and I think in every meeting that you ask like hey how are you feeling about everything or hey is there something specific that you're more passionate about that you want to focus on the podcast and that really also gave us the opportunity and room to think about what we wanted to contribute to the podcast as well which will also focus on our strengths and I think right now we're kind of in the same roles like just focusing um like for me just listening to the content I can't tell you how many times like I've come across a moment in in the episode or an interview where I cheered up because it really resonated with me because I wish that I heard you know some things or I wish I knew my younger self knew these specific little nuggets of knowledge to help me through those dark days right um so I think that we're really we're in a great groove right now okay now back to you Bill do <laughs> it, yeah. I, it, it, what Trump's just saying is she's good at paying attention to detail, and I'm not, <laughs> so she's good. At, so that's why she did all that. But um, also I know you mentioned earlier, like, hey, you tried your best for straight A's, but you should be proud, Trom. This is a big moment. This is a you should celebrate. This is about the thousandth time I've heard you say about the pink hip, hippo milk. So I mean that that's got to count for something. Like that is that's is a crowning key. crowning academic. <laughs> So there you go. Um, no, and I think, you know, what Trom, you know, big, big takeaway from there is with, with her experiences personally, I think, you know, it, it allows really to pull out some things that has a different perspective and saying this is really going to resonate on, on a wider scale. So I, I think there's that side. And I also do think that it, it helps me to be in that, that role to support you, Jen, because, I think that goes back to that dynamic of sort of being in the outside privilege role of, of saying, Hey, I'm trying to look at it from a review of, in some instances, we've got the part of, we all know there's like people that do the podcast circuit and want to just be involved in different podcasts or with a startup, people might see an opportunity to, you know, Hey, try to, you know, have, have some business services and all that. And then also, most importantly, Jen, you're definitely the person who does not listen to the um, to the on, on like a flight attendant when they're like, yo, you got to put your mask on first. You're putting everybody else's mask <laughs> on. And it's like, no, that's not what you got to do. So I really do kind of, you know, I, I guess I guess I became a flight attendant. Like, I feel like a lot of our dynamic, Jen, has shifted to giving you to say, hey, like you will push yourself for not only just how far you've come personally, 
which is great. And you're going to continue doing that. But then there's a dynamic from this podcast, which again, you're going to push it and trauma and I are going to help you do it. But I feel like we both have an obligation to make sure that it's not anything that's to the detriment of your mental health and certainly relationships you have outside of this as well, too. So I think it really worked out without both of our, our skill sets. Like you said, this is T minus less than six months, right? For, for all of us together. So trauma is right. It's like when you're figuring out like new team, new family dynamics and, and we're getting there. And like you mentioned earlier, um, where the team is growing as well. Uh, yes. And thank you, Bill. And thank you, Trom. And hundred percent. Um, I am definitely a dreamer and I think I can take on a world. And then there have been many times where you both have been like, well, that, are you sure? And I mean, I do feel like I listen a lot of the times and <laughs> you both also help me find my strength to say, I hear you. I'm not going to do that but I hear you and you're probably right, but I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to wing it. And then, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, then at least you guys, you know, have a good plan. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate the freedom that you guys bring with that because it, it definitely, I feel at least for myself, it's so encouraging having the two of you around because it's like, we're going to uh, like wing a lot of things yet. We all bring different key pieces together like Trom is attention to detail. Bill, you are so good with numbers and, you know, talking to people. Yeah. And I am so stoked that we have Paige coming on, which is just also just funny how we met her. So, <laughs> um, you know, and that needed to happen because just she is just hitting the ground running and she's our newest member. So as we, as we've met, as, as we have mentioned, Boom, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it might take me a few tries. Uh, we've been working together since June, and the podcast officially launched November 2nd, which is a year since my craniotomy, which is kind of crazy because I didn't realize that until like well into the intro calls. Um, and Paige is, is joining in December. So I'm excited to see where we're going for 2022. Yet before I share goals and dreams of 2022, I'm curious what you guys want to see personal life, you know, podcast life. What do, what do you guys want to, you know, put out there in the world for 2022? That goes. I beat you this time, Bill. I, I, figured, I beat you this I figured time, Bill. It that. <laughs> um, all right. So personally, um, I have, you know, a, a young family in addition to my wife, we have two, two young daughters. So I think everything starts and ends there, obviously. So I've been really fortunate during the last, gosh, it's almost been now two years, whereas I was more office based before I spent the majority of my time, um, at home and obviously fortunate the fact that, you know, some people weren't so, so fortunate to keep their jobs and things like that. So, you know, not only is my career kept going, but I've had a chance to be at home for a now six and three-year-olds. So, um, you know, it's, it's always the same there. A, a keep them alive every day, but enjoy <laughs> the ride and uh, just make sure you have some, some good, you know, good memories and try to teach them a thing or two along the way as well. So it's, it's been for me, a blessing to have so much more time at home. So that's it on the, on the personal front. And, and, and the second part, I would say from an individual standpoint is 
I do think that the last, you know, the last few years has been a reflection point. Um, and, and certainly, you know, as Tom mentioned earlier, you know, all still, you know, we're all still relatively younger individuals. So you're, you're still finding your way and who you are. And I, I think with all of our different backgrounds, you, you kind of, you're not the same person you were when you were 21 or heck even a year ago. Right. Yeah. So, you know, my goal's been to really keep putting myself into more situations that are going to be, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word, but that's going to force a chance for some growth or here's some things that I don't like. And again, I, I've always felt that I was open-minded, but you know, sometimes I think you take that for granted. And you're like, Oh, but I have this preconceived notion in my head. And then you got to battle through that. But I think it's just getting yourself more experiences. That's going to allow you to look at the world differently and then that also has an impact not only in all your personal relationships, but you can bring that to work and everything else there too. So, um, and, and just, you know, for me, I always need to slow down. I, I, I tend to run very fast and want to, again, Jen, you hit it. I think that's probably a shared piece of all of us is, is we're definitely dreamers and, and maybe idealists to an extent as well. So I think sometimes it's good to slow down and, and reflect on the things that you have accomplished, like, like actual accomplishments. Also just, Hey, you know, I've, I've done this. I've, I've been better in these ways. So I think personally, that's, that's the biggest, the biggest things to focus on in, in 2022. And I know we were joking, Jen, beforehand that none of us, I, I don't think are new year's resolutions type individuals, but there you put me in a corner. So there it is. Um, so Trom, what do you, what say you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like from a personal standpoint, just like an individual standpoint, um, I think the biggest thing I really want to focus on is just allowing myself more grace. Like, like you said, Bill, um, you know, for the past two years, you know, there's been a lot of unlearning and relearning, you know, new thought processes, just learning about everything that's been happening in the country, in the world, and just figuring out, you know, how to be yourself, right? But I think that's also very hard, because a lot of things that you unlearned, you believe for most of your life until last year, until two years ago. So I think the biggest thing is just recognizing that I wasn't who I was, like, like you said, Bill, a couple years ago, or heck, even last week, and not allowing, you know, my past mistakes, or, you know, even past embarrassments from stopping me from going towards my aspirations and my, and my passions. So, yeah, in the new year, I'm really looking forward to putting myself out there and really focusing on new volunteer opportunities. That was something that I was really passionate about pre-COVID. Um, and then with COVID happening, and then I know that most of society is like slowly opening, reopening now. But even then with my mental health, it was really hard for me to leave my apartment. But I think nowadays I'm really trying to, you know, send myself positive affirmations and reconfirm them to myself and, and really just say, hey, you know, you're never going to know unless you try, right? And if, if you fail, like, it's not even a failure. It's just a lesson. And you can learn from that and move forward, you know, and it's okay. And I think the biggest thing is just understanding that we're all human. You know, we're going to make mistakes. But I think the biggest thing is just knowing that there's an opportunity to learn from them and also allowing yourself to forgive yourself, too. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then the other thing is just watching this podcast grow, you know, just I'm super excited to see what other guests we have on. I mean, I've loved every episode that that or every interview or guest that you've interviewed. I've just learned so much and it's been a cathartic experience for me too like I 
one of the biggest reasons why, you know, I started really focusing on positive affirmations because that's something that I never really believed in. I was kind of one of those people, you know, like set your expectations low so you don't disappoint yourself. But I think that's kind of like a limiting factor, right? Because I think you miss out on a lot of big opportunities if you just kind of give into your anxieties and your depressions. But at the same time, again, even if you do come across those moments where you can't leave your apartment because your anxiety is acting up, that's not a failure. You know, that's just giving yourself time and that grace period to recuperate until you feel safe for the next day that you feel enough to you know potentially venture out to your apartment so just allowing and recognizing those days where even if I take a step back that doesn't mean that I'm not making progress you know um so yeah super excited about that what about you Jen okay 100% for both of you uh (laughs) and thank you for sharing and I'm glad I'm not the only one that doesn't know what to call um you know an episode or an interview or a guest <laughs> or I'm like I don't know we had a conversation yeah <laughs> buddy the person I you know I talked to last week uh I would say for 2022 it's very multi-dimensional for me because the podcast it, it runs deep it also hmm I'm working on the words to put it together of when we've talked about this before, but not something that I think I've shared too much on the podcast is in middle school, I used to wear really bright colors. I used to love to go up and talk to random people. And it was learning that that's not cool. It's not cool to shine bright like a diamond, as Rihanna says. It's not, you know, um, it's it's not good to be, you know, the the stand out because if you are, you're just getting drawing attention to yourself and learning that it's not to draw attention to myself is because I really do like bright colors and that's why I own gold overalls. True. I do. And allowing myself that grace, though, as you were talking about, Trom, of it's learning to accept myself of I love colors. I mean, I have purple hair. Like, you may not be able to tell right now, anyone watching on YouTube, but I have purple hair and I love my gold overalls and I love bright colors. And using that attention to bring attention to topics in need. And that is the entire reason for the podcast is so people don't feel alone. We focus on the LGBTQ plus community and and gain support there because the discrimination is and with racial biases and there's just, it goes so deep with disabilities and men's mental health and just bringing awareness and knowing that Rome wasn't built in a day which is really, really difficult Hmm. to (laughs) remind myself of. I want instant gratification, but I am so proud of y'all. We've almost hit 400 listens in two months, which is exciting. And yes, I am rounding up y'all over (laughs) 350. Okay. It's over 350. So I'm rounding. I mean, that's how the math works. Uh, Yeah. yeah, That's exactly it. (laughs) Um, and we're going to have Paige on to see how social media grows. And I'm also just so relieved and learning the lesson of I can't do it all just because I know how to do it doesn't mean that it's something that A, I'm good at, B, I enjoy, 
or that will make any movement because in learning to delegate. And then in my, my, my quote, real job is mm-hmm. uh, making kick-ass content because that is my job there and it uses a different part of my brain and seeing the team grow there and also pushing myself to do public speaking and sharing that message with corporations and organizations and individuals that may not realize that they can get through this kind of shit. And a lot of it is just learning that even though the spotlight's on me, I'm not going to become like my dad and use the power for bad because that was an argument we've always had is he, I would always tell him he used his power for bad and I would only use my powers for good. And luckily for me, I have people like you to keep me in check. But <laughs> you're Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility, you know? Yes. And I get that this is episode is coming out in January, but we're going to go see the new Spider-Man tomorrow. And I'm very excited. Nice. It I've heard great good. things about it. It was very good. Don't tell me about it. No, I won't. Spoiler, I won't. This is a spoiler free zone. Yeah. Tyler's like, can you cancel your interview tonight? Because we <laughs> should go see this. And I'm like, no, no. Honestly, sorry. I don't think Bill or I would have been offended. I, I know. Think I would have understood. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. I know. I've been so looking forward to this and, and really just seeing how we've grown and getting Paige now on this. And and she'll, she'll end up uh, till the tail end of this episode. And but before we, you know, merge with her and get that going, any other topics you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't want to talk that we didn't talk about, not that we didn't want to talk about, but that we didn't talk about yet that you guys think we should? I just wanted to shift the attention back to you for a second, Jen, because you you talked about at there in that point you were just speaking about was all many different topics, right? We talked about the LGBTQ plus community. We talked about racial biases and injustices and, and many other topics that sort that are not just in that mental health bubble, but what is happening to all those communities impacts their collective mental health. And I think at first when we talked about it, as it kept growing and there was like more topics you want to cover all that, we said, all right, can we, can we maybe serialize some of these things or how do we tackle that? I just have been floored. It's just been so impressive how you have been able to connect with so many different individuals to find the right folks, because there's so many people that reach and there's so many good resources, individuals to talk about or to talk with out there, but the right ones for this message and still keep a common narrative throughout everything, because you mentioned it before. There's a lot of work to be done in this area and these topics that are so important to talk about. So you know what, with all that work needing to be done, you need some gold overalls to get to work and get that done, you know, (laughs) but I've just been, it's been amazing. I I don't want to speak for Trump, but I'll lob it over to Trump next instead, but it's just been, it's, it's been great. And it's just been unbelievably rewarding to work with you to put more good out in the world. And like you said, this is the tip of the iceberg or ready to flip the calendar. So the time when we could use a lot more good in the world, just to be part of your dreaming and what you're going to do. Like that's where I think trauma and I were so drawn to, and it was immediate upon meeting you. 
Thank you. And that's, I, you warm fuzzy. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything, everything that Bill said, um, you know, this podcast wouldn't even be, you know, wouldn't be coming, like, wouldn't even be here if it wasn't without you, Jen. But I guess, like, not topics that I didn't talk about, but I would love to ask a question for you, Jen, is, you know, you know, this whole experience, right, I'm sure that it has been, you know, pretty tough in certain days, you know, when you have to be vulnerable, maybe you're coming across a really sensitive topic, you know, how do you kind of work with that? Like, how did you really tell yourself like it's okay to be vulnerable like to tell my story like what was kind of that pushing point for you to open up and say hey you know my vulnerability could be helpful to someone else in terms of sharing their story like what really kind of made you that push because I know for me sometimes it's very very hard for me to even open up to some of my close friends and my family in terms of what I'm struggling with so what was kind of that final push for you to really open up First off, that's a great question. So thank you. And it's been a journey of curiosity over vulnerability and over talking and finding that sweet balance in the fact that I've always had a curiosity for people. And for some reason, I had a knack for being able to get people's life stories without, like, necessarily wanting to. I say (laughs) that in the fact of when you work in sales and you're in person at a cell phone store and somebody's telling you their life story and you have an hour line, not always the best time, (laughs) yet it was something that I realized that conversation, my curiosity was a give and take. Mm -hmm. It was, if somebody's going to share something with, uh, of what they're saying, I have to share something about myself or it's one-sided. And that first showed up as what I would call fake vulnerability in the fact of I've been through a lot of shit. So it was easy to tell things off as a bullet point of uh, trauma, I'll use you as an example of what I would call fake vulnerability of, oh, you got a mental disability? Yes, so do I. I got bipolar type too. And that really, really taught me that I could connect to people, but it just didn't feel very good. And I was always horrible, horrible at going out and drinking A, because I'm the girl that's going to be crying in the corner. It doesn't matter how, <laughs> what happens. People do not take me drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I will end up crying. You, I, you will have a sob story about something. Something happened. I will cry. It's also the fact that it was always so shallow. The conversations were always so shallow and it never filled my heart. And what I started noticing is how to have a real conversation of uh, and Trom, you and I talked about this of you and I have similarities in our um, mental illnesses, but they're not the same. You know, uh, they they can show up as mo- different similarities, different differences, and just being curious about how are your differences like mine, but then how are our similarities? Because it really does end up back to that curiosity. 
And a, a big part to finish that one off is the vulnerability is learning that to be vulnerable, I don't have to share everything at once. And that means for me, it's yes, my bio has my bullet point list and I'm happy to share any part of my story that somebody wants, yet I'm not going to overshare it because I still have to feel it and be vulnerable. I have to still be attached to what happened. I can't detach myself and just say it as bullet points anymore. And knowing that I've learned that I need a lot of sleep. I hate it. Y'all, it's uh, almost 1030 on the East Coast and it's late for you. It's almost 830 uh, in Denver and I'm probably going to bed right after this because the vulnerability physically wipes me out. Yeah. And going deep in these conversations and these interviews, I am so excited to have these conversations and they get me so excited no matter how tired I am before I get on one of these calls. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be on a call. <laughs> I'm tired. I get on a call with someone and I just get, it just lights me up and I love yeah. getting to know them. I also know that I'm going to be exhausted later on. And fortunately, those around me support it. And they, Tyler is, my partner is a godsend or a light send or whatever anybody believes in. I don't know what I would do without him because he understands there's days that I have to sleep all day. There's days that I'm going to cry because I haven't processed something in my past. I'm still going through therapy and a biggest part of vulnerability for me and especially with y'all being on the team is we're all a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. And if anybody knows who actually said that, please share because it, it it's so true. And just because somebody is seven steps ahead somewhere else doesn't mean that they should be put up on a pedestal or you should put yourself up on a pedestal because you're ahead of someone else. We got to bring people with us and being vulnerable and being that loud and spoken person to Bill's point, if we can get, be that for me, that one awkward person that makes it so other people not only have a seat at the table, but have a voice to be heard and are heard, then it's worth it. And that's what always drives me and reminds me that vulnerability will do it. And I can only, for this to make a difference, I have to practice what I preach. And that's what I love about Trom, you reviewing the, the episodes, because you've called me out when we've had shitty episodes. We both do. I'm just like, yo, I just wasn't feeling it. And a lot of times it's because I didn't open up either. And it's, there's a vibe there that I don't know what, how to explain it, but it just didn't go. And it's always a work in progress. I hope that answered your question. No. Yeah. Thank you. Someone, if, if no one else claims that quote you dropped there, I, I will. I mean, that's, that's a beauty. <laughs> and one thing you didn't mention about Tyler was if he's got to put, put up with that, that weird voice, that weird voice that you uh, threw on there in the middle there. <laughs> and that's really impressive too. That's also another, another big, um, big, big uh, hallmark of his character then. But I just love that you talked about vulnerability so much. I think that is 
so critical to all of this. Um, so you, you covered that, but I guess it's vulnerability's cousin is, is, is being genuine and shocker if things that you see on social media and in most of our interaction these days aren't genuine. I know shocker, right? What? Uh, so I, I think had that no is, idea. I hate, I hated to be the one to break it to the both of you, but I felt we were all there. Next you're going to tell me Santa's not real. Bill. Come on. <laughs> hey, 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 in case you never know, in case my, uh, in my case, my kids are listening in on this call. Come on. <laughs> What's going on. Um, Santa but, is real. Come on. I saw him you. when I was six. Boom. Thank you. Boom. But, <laughs> but I, I, I think just being genuine and connecting with people is just so important. And I think you mentioned on your, your younger cousins earlier in the call, Trom, same thing with having two, two younger daughters. You know, I'm not going to be all, you know, alarmist here, but you know, the world is getting, the world's gotten different since we've shifted to reliance on social media and disconnect. So I think teaching people that everything they see perception, not reality and break down the walls, have an actual conversation. You don't have to post everything great. Everything's not great on social media. Like uh, despite what influencers say, I think, I think that's really important too. And I, I think everybody who's probably young adults probably struggles with that because we all remember how hard it was to be a young adult in general. And then you have to deal with just unrealistic expectations or, or what you think is unrealistic because everyone's only putting their best up there. So I think that's really important too. Um, especially for all of our younger viewers out there, because gosh, like being genuine and knowing that, Hey, it's okay. Like you said earlier, Trom to, Hey, all right. Like I, I wasn't able to make it out today out of the house because of whatever, but tomorrow I can, and that's okay. That's not a step backwards. It's just, I took a step, I took a pause. I took a seat today. And maybe right. during that sit down, I learned something else about myself. So I think that's just really powerful messages by both of you covered in this call today. Yeah. And even like to what you said, Jen, about your vulnerability, one of the biggest pieces that you mentioned is like, you don't have to be vulnerable all at once. And I think that's also a trend that I've seen, like with all the guests that you've interviewed, and even a lot of the talking points that you mentioned is just go at your own pace, right? Because a lot of the, the interviews, like even us, like, we don't have everything figured out and we could have it figured out until 50, but that doesn't matter because we're going at our own pace and we don't have to have everything figured out. Even if someone's posting something on social media, because we don't know what, what it took for them to get there. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're lesser in any way. It just means that we're going at our own pace and allowing, again, allowing ourselves that grace. And I like to Bill's point, like that self-awareness to say, Hey, I'm not where I want to be, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get there but that's just going to give me again, that grace to kind of keep me moving forward at my own pace to get there on my own terms too. Agreed. Agreed. And thank you both for everything we've, we've gone through and what we're going to go accomplish and, you know, all the hurdles and all the shit we're going to go through. Uh, and I know that we're, we're starting to wrap up. So on, on that note, is there just to double double check is there anything else we skipped out on picture perfect yeah all right say now or forever hold your peace and on picture perfect if y'all want to see like some realism go scroll through shit to talk about instagram and y'all will see my belly fat and my arm fat and no makeup and comparisons i mean i put my personal instagram as private but there are definitely like tears 
on that shit. Like, it's not fun. Like, that's what I don't get about Instagrammers or like influencers, but it's also how to like help them because they get paid for that shit. Yeah. For making life look perfect. Yeah. So, you know, we're each on our own journey in our own time. And what is something you're each grateful for? You're up first now, Trump. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I am grateful for everyone in my life who has allowed me just a safe space to be me. I think that I have fought and hated myself for so many years about why I am the way I am without, you know, having to, you know, and I feel like a lot of days I have to prove my worth, but, you know, people like you, Jen, like you, Bill, my friends and my family, they just say, you don't have to do anything to take up space or to earn your space. You just have to be here. And I think, while that's one of the most, like, that's one of the hardest things that I have to learn to accept. I think it's also one of the most freeing things that I can hear. It's just, I can just be me. You know, I don't have to change to approve, to get anyone's approval. I can just be me. And while it's still a learning process, I'm, that's just something that I'm grateful that I at least have people in my life that will accept me for who I am. I made a bad choice. I <laughs> first. That was perfect. What up? Oh, oh I, I, I'm like, uh, is there like a Uno skip card here? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Uh, no it's just I, I hard agree. no yeah it's a hard <laughs> no um it's definitely similar along the lines of just grateful for just how many great people I get to share share my life with be part of with new journeys like this year again obviously Trav and I you and I've known each other for a while but Jen you and I were complete strangers six months ago so there's yeah, that you piece. randomly added me on LinkedIn yes yeah see it like is is why doesn't LinkedIn use this as like a uh as an advertising success story? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, LinkedIn, can, uh, you know, yeah. could you like maybe give us a sponsorship? Just yeah. saying, you're getting tagged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but aside from being just grateful for all the people in my life, I think there's just just happy to be able to be different things for different people. Like some, I think in this in this role, like a sort of a facilitator, a point guard for like the show and try to be whatever this show needs. And also just, uh, you know, we talk about things like, you know, everybody's coming from different spaces. I think just trying to be grateful to allow myself to slow down and just be happy in the moments. And, you know, John, you said too, I think, you know, when you're a parent, right, some days you're like, oh, didn't do a great job today. Or, you know, I could have did this differently too. So you've used that, like give yourself grace a few times there. I love that. Obviously I've heard you say that before, but, um, you know, the gratefulness just to slow down and just be happy for all those things that are in your life. Cause there's so many things going on that are outside of your control. So if you can control your mood, control what you're going to do the next day and trust me, easier said than done. Like it's, I think that's why you have to tell yourself that, like you said, with the affirmations, Trom, it's huge. And I think sometimes we say, Oh yeah, it's silly. Don't do that kind of stuff. But if you let negative thoughts like meander in your head, it's a problem. So just, just continuing to be positive and be grateful for all of those things. But Jen, what are you grateful for? Well, I've already said to you guys, so I can't use that one. Uh, and Paige, because she's now part of the crew. I, a big piece that, I mean, I mentioned throughout so many of the episodes, but I, I'll, I'll give him a dedicated call out. I'm so grateful for Tyler. 
because it's oh. when we met, I was still didn't know who I was. Honestly, I had no idea who I was. I just said I liked the stuff he liked. And that's who I always was. I've always been a chameleon until we met. And then it went through the phase of he had to get to know me, but I had to get to know me. And as I was finding myself, he loved me for who I was. And it taught me to slowly start loving myself for who I am because these reactions of past relationships, like I am a sweet aholic. If anybody wants to know, I love French fries, sweets, and tea. Those are like the go-to things. If you want to make me a happy person, make sure I'm not hungry. I might need sleep. And uh, I feel like I'm like, what are those games called that are so popular again, that were popular when we were kids? Super Nintendo. Yeah. No. <laughs> the Tamagotchi. That was your guess, thing. Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh, Tamagotchi. Well, she's a youngin'. <laughs> yeah, they're back again. I feel like I'm one of those because if you feed me, you sleep me, you make sure I'm warm, I'll be fine. But I need sweets and French fries and tea. And Tyler was the first one that was just like, all right, let's go get you some French fries. Mm -hmm. Where every past relationship would say, why? Because you're so fat, you really need to stop eating. And Tyler's like, you want sweets? Here's a surprise, Charleston Chew. Mm -hmm. And you want to work out? Go work out. You got this. You want to start a podcast? Cool. You got this. You want to be able to pay off all your debt? Let's do this. And he's, he's just so kind to not only myself, but the people he leads. And that's the first thing that I fell in love with. And I can honestly say if it wasn't for him and then meeting you guys, this podcast wouldn't be existing. And I... I can never say enough how grateful I am for him and all that he puts up with behind the scenes. Like you guys are like behind the scenes and he's like behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. And last but not least, he lets me steal all of the cuddles from the dog. <laughs> That's I get all of thing. the cuddles. Most it, I thing. get all of the cuddles and <laughs> she's helped me heal so much and she wouldn't be in my life without him either. So that is what I'm grateful for. And especially with everything we've gone through 2021, I look forward to what we're going to accomplish and, you know, what challenges we'll face and what adventures we'll go on in 2022. Yeah. Yay. Bye. Hey Paige, thank you for joining shit. You don't want to talk about, and I am excited because you are the newest member to our team. Yay! <laughs> and a big part of it is we have in a previous episode or to our listeners, I might combine the episodes. We'll find out after Paige and I record. Uh, Paige is, as I said, our newest uh, member to the team. And earlier we talked about Bill and Trom and how they joined the team. And now it's Paige's term, turn, turn, I can talk, turn to share her side of things. So Paige, please introduce yourself and how, what do you do here? 
Hello, everyone. My name is Paige. Um, as Jen introduced me, I'm the newest member of the team. And um, I help out with behind the scenes stuff as far as social media and helping get the podcast out on time, little organization and uh, doing the show notes, the awesome audiograms you guys see on Instagram. So um, yeah, that's what I've been helping out with so far. Yay. And I cannot tell everyone enough. This may seem it, I don't want to say this is simple stuff because it is time consuming and I'm horrible at it. And this is something that I find so valuable about the team we're building is we're all doing different pieces that are each other's, like we all have our own individual strengths. Like I love doing the interviews and Trom loves, you know, doing production and listening and figuring out like, you know, where to improve and coaching me through it and build a business and you do social media and actually making sure that the podcast is posted on time. I'm just <laughs> calling myself out on that because that is something I don't do. And Paige is like, so on top of it, like, she'll be like, Hey, this is where we're at for the next week. And I'm like, dude, I still owe you like four recordings. Um, gotcha. Thanks for being on top of things. And I, to, for our listeners to understand a bit more, how did you become a part of the team and where did we meet? Um, so I started my virtual assistant business about three years ago, and I've been helping small business owners with um, podcasts, social media, um, any kind of organization for their business, answering phones, emails, that sort of thing. So I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but I love it. It's really what I'm passionate about um, because without that kind of help, um, business owners can like fall behind and things can get lost. Um, but that's where I come in. Um, um, and we met, so uh, you had called in um, to one of the clients that I work for, um, for some legal advice. And I happened to be the one that answered the phone. And somehow we got started chatting about podcasts. And I was like, listen, podcasts are my jam. I would love to join your team and help you out because that is like my niche. That's where I thrive. I love them. I think they're um, entertaining and insightful and definitely helpful for people looking to learn. So um, yeah, we got chatting about that and I could see your passion. And I think we, we just kind of fell into place and made a great team. So and 100% agree. One thing that I will uh, say that I started with is Paige was just going to do the show notes and audiograms. And I'm like, yeah, I'll totally be able to keep up. And then I wasn't posting on time. Yeah, I'll like maybe you could help out with that. And then I was like, dude, I'm not even posting social media. Like this is so like, because I work full time while getting the podcast up and going. And Paige seriously just fell into place and was like, the puzzle piece we didn't realize was missing and just fit right in. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Absolutely. so what caught your interest in the podcast to want to be a part of a team? Yeah. Um, definitely to your point about like starting a podcast, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into it. You know, they think like, I'm going to have this show. I'm going to interview people. It's going to be great. But uh, there's a lot of other things get, that go into it and a lot of hard work. So um, for sure. But 
why I was drawn to this show is because I have dealt with my mom was um, an addict and I married someone that um, I didn't know had a lot of mental issues until after we were married, a lot of OCDs, a lot of struggles. Um, And it just like kind of drew me in because these are the things that I've dealt with in my life. And I didn't really have a resource that I could just put my headphones on and learn more about, hear more about, um, listen from people that are also struggling with these types of things. And so I was like, the people out there, like I was, you know, this is a great resource for them. And so I would love to be a part of it because I've seen a lot, I've kind of dealt with a few things. And so, um, definitely if this can help other people, like I'm all for it. So Yay. And thank you. Cause it's never fun sharing about that shit. Like I know, uh, for me, uh, uh, like my family and friends definitely were like, Hey Jen, are you sure you want to put all of that in your bio? Like that's a lot of shit. And I'm like, yeah, cause well it happened and it's the truth. And I don't think it's, you know, we all have our own levels of vulnerability and what we want to put out there in the world. And I just really appreciate that you're opening up and like sharing that just not only with our team, but also our audience, because that's what makes this, this podcast function. And to your point, like there is so much behind the scenes of a podcast that I don't think a lot of people think of. Like I, for example, I've had a podcast, um, and I actually talked to my co-host a few weeks ago and um, from many, many years ago. And she was like, if we ever do something again, she's like, we cannot have like be scrambling for a guest for the next week. And I'm like, dude, I got a backlog of a month, month and a half. Like I don't have that problem anymore. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And what we mean by backlog is that means that we have recordings that we've done instead of searching for them. So you have the interview. Well, let me, let me pause. So people understand what goes into a podcast. You got to come up with your name, your color scheme, your art and your business and your website. And then you have to also find guests and, um, it's hard. And for that first podcast, we couldn't find guests. And I mean, that podcast was back in like 2016 when podcasting definitely isn't what it is today in 2021, 2022. There is a big difference too on, so you record the episode and then you have to edit the episode and then you have social media need to distribute it because it can go to cloud. It can go to, you know, like iTunes or Spotify. And if you don't promote your podcast, probably no one's going to ever hear it because that's just how algorithms work. And yay, Paige is all I can say (laughs) is because trying to promote it and creating the show notes, creating the audiograms, creating all the social media. Like my learning process in this is I knew how to do all of it. Like I've learned how to do all of it and creating the website and hiring where like with a designer to be able to create, uh, get colors and um, a logo. But I was falling so behind because even though I know how to do it, doesn't mean A, that I enjoy it or that I'm good at it. You know, so that's something that I've really, really had to learn is time is money. So delegating is very, very powerful. Um, 
so what has your experience been with, especially since you work with uh, so many business owners, mm-hmm. that can be scary to give away that control, I guess you could say. Um, what has that experience been like? Because you are like so on top of things. And for myself, who's a scatterbrain, I, I find it very, very helpful. Although I know a lot of business owners are also very organized. Yeah. So luckily, um, all of my business has come through word of mouth. I haven't really had to do any advertising. It was not until this last year that I even created a website because I just didn't need it. I had one, my very first client, I still have him and he's just spread the word for me. Anyone that he knows that needs help, like I'm the first person he recommends. Um, so luckily just have grown through that, but yeah, a lot of business owners, you know, they have a zone of excellence. They know, um, you know, they know what they want to sell or what they want to do, but all the other things they're maybe not that great at, or they don't know the best tools to use. And that's kind of where I come in and help them so that they can, you know, talk more to clients, sell more things, just stay in their, their zone of excellence where they do best. And then they kind of offload those items, those other items to me as far as like organization, calendar management, that sort of stuff so that they can grow and stay successful. Um, Sometimes it is hard to get them to delegate, but once they see a little bit of what I can do, they're like, oh yeah, this, this is going to work. Like I can definitely, you know, get more business, do more things. If I just offload some of those tasks that are taking up my, my time. So um, yeah, it's a little bit, the onboarding process takes a little bit, but um, they'll, they'll, they start to offload some stuff and things start to really get in a nice groove. So. Very cool. And yes, uh, that has been a big thing because I know at previous jobs, I've actually had somebody follow me around to like write down all of the processes that I was doing because I was in, in this previous role, I was literally doing like the account management, the tech support, the scheduling, the production, like all of it. And I know that since you and I started working together, I'm like, I know I do this, but I don't know how I do this. Hold on. Let me, let me think about this really quick and uh, not always like regurgitating the information to you as well. And I just really appreciate like how patient you've been with that. And then also the fact that you bring ideas to the table, like you're not just like, Hey, I'm not just an order taker. Like I actually am going to put thought into this. And I think that's absolutely amazing. And I'm very grateful for it. What, so with, with like you, you, in the podcast world, what are all of the things that you do in the podcast world? Um, I have helped um, people start a podcast from the ground up. I don't do every single thing. Like editing is not my jam. Um, it takes a lot of, you know, there's a whole like degree you can get for video editing and audio editing. That's not necessarily like my um, in my wheelhouse, but I have, you know, I do for a client right now, my entire role is just booking guests because there's so many things that go into it. So the communication, booking them, you know, sometimes rescheduling, getting them the, the guide on how the podcast will flow. Um, then after the interview takes place, then I reach back out, Hey, this is when your interview is going to go live. Here are all the links to share. I mean, there's just so many steps that go into it. So 
a lot of what I do for you is what I do for other clients as well. So thinking of like a great title for the episode, listening to the episode, doing the show notes, um, picking out those uh, great quotes for the audiograms, um, getting the the graphics together to post on social media, making sure everything goes out on time. Um, sometimes sending like a thank you for being on our show right after to the guest. You know, there's just a ton of things that sometimes when you start a podcast, you don't even realize, oh yeah, like I'd love to do that. Or I didn't even know I needed to do that. So I have a lot of ex experience um, working with shows. And then also a lot of my guests or a lot of my um, clients, they don't have their own show, but they want to be on podcasts. So I create a pitch sheet. I um, figure out, you know, a great bio for them, interview topics. And then I do research around what shows they would be a great fit for as far as like the um, audience they want to target. And I will book them on shows. So they'll, you know, show up to the show. I do all the prep for them. Um, get, you know, I do podcast coaching. So when they show up for the um, interview, they know exactly what to say, to have a call of action, how to tie stories back to, you know, relatable topics back to, you know, this is what you need to do. Um, so yeah, I do a lot, but I've learned a lot. You know, I got started and my first client was like, Hey, I just want to be on podcasts, go do it. And so <laughs> I've gone from that booking all the way through helping people with their shows and like knowing all of the things that go into it. So it's been a growth over three years, but I've learned a lot and I've worked with some really awesome people. So I love it. <laughs> nice. nice. And, and just to make sure that we cover this too, uh, you started with us in November, December-ish. So, you know, yeah. we're at the tail end of 2021 when we're recording this. And so we can't go over like as much of seeing what we've learned since, uh, you know, you've been part of the team uh, since, you know, for 2021. But what are some of your goals for 2022? Yeah. So, um, I always get asked, like, you know, you've been as successful with taking on new clients and would you ever, the, the biggest question I get is, would you ever like hire more assistants to work under you and kind of like train them and get them going with clients and stuff. But I've always, the goal has always been for it to just be me. And I, my goal is to get a handful of great clients and help them with all the different things that they need help with. Um, I did have a period of time where I took on, you know, like 20 different clients and I was only working like, you know, one to two hours a week for them. And I just had a lot of clients and a little bit of work for each. Now my goal is just to get a good handful of awesome people to work with and dive into their business and help them with all the different things that they need help with that I'm experienced to do um, and really watch them grow and watch them make progress and move forward with their business and make more sales or whatever it is that they're doing, um, take them to the next level. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I've been, um, that's been my goal for, you know, the past, like, like six months. And I think I'm, I'm almost there. Um, and so just trying to get more work, um, with the people that I have so that I can really help them go forward. I, um, in my personal life, is a little bit crazy right now because I am getting ready to move out of state. And so I'm a single mom with a three-year-old and I've got a dog and 
um, running this business and stuff. So that's been a little bit crazy, but a personal goal of mine would be to get through the move, get into an, a nice house that I enjoy and do any kind of like decorating or fixing anything, you know, to, to my liking and get settled in a new area. So that's going to be a big undertaking. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. And, and that's something that I, I don't know if I ever shared this with you um, as much as I, so there's always a balance of the creative and the logical brain. And one thing that I've gone through in a few podcasts is a little woo-woo or frou-frou or whatever anybody wants to call it of, you know, when you put something out in the universe, the universe kind of like magically makes it happen, negative or positive. And something that I don't, first off, when I got into, you know, 2021, I never imagined I was going to make a podcast. You know, I had my brain surgery in November, 2020. So by, you know, January, 2021, I was like, I just, you know, need to chill. I'm starting a new <laughs> job. And that's like, basically all I was doing. And, um, with my boss, you know, like she knew that I wanted to make podcasts and she's like, you can't do sales, but you love mental health, do that. As we're building this team and in just the last couple months, uh, going through like collaboration decks, when I'm talking to businesses about collaborating, one of the first things, I think it is actually the first thing on the like looking for collaboration or sponsorships is a virtual assistant or social media manager. And like, it's crazy because you just magically appeared. Like I was you know, <laughs> calling, you know, legal advice to be like, yo, you got a VA that I can, you know, hire. Like that definitely wasn't the intent. And it's just really cool how like magically you came into fruition. And I, I say that because it's it's crazy how when even things in the back of our minds, when we put intent behind them, it it really does come alive, even if it's not exactly the way we pictured it. And for myself for 2022 is to grow the business enough like so the podcast itself like it is the goal to make that accessible and the content accessible to eventually make it so that way we're doing more uh, events to help people and you know be more into neighborhoods and communities to help people and to do that though you know we got to figure out you know speaking opportunities ways to make money and that's a really cool thing with you doing social media now is now we'll have more of a reach for our audience and for us to also, you know, monetize parts of it because it's been something that I promised myself as an avid podcast listener, no ads. I hate ads. I hate ads with passion. <laughs> and I just love that you bring all of that in that energy and see that growth, like how aligned they are and that wasn't even something that I think we kind of talked about when you first started but not like as much and as the podcast is growing like you're kind of growing with it and I love that and I'm just stoked to see what 2022 brings and thank you for that um just before like we you know trail off till the tail end is there anything like a topic that you want our audience to know about or something that we didn't talk about that you think would be good for the audience to know 
Um, I'm just so grateful for you and for the podcast, because I, like I mentioned before, you know, I have some things from my past that I've dealt with, with friends and family and stuff that have had, you know, mental health issues and that sort of thing. And learning from a podcast on how to handle them, how to help other people, how to be okay to talk about it. Because a lot of the time, um, I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but for me, I always try to put on like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great. Like this is just a highlight reel. And like to talk about um, things that you don't want to talk about can be like embarrassing. Like, yeah, I did go through that. And yeah, that was my mom that was doing those things. And, you know, it's just like, we don't want to bring that up because we want to have this image of everything's good. It's all fine, you know, but it is important to not be afraid or ashamed to have those conversations. So it's so good that people are brave enough to talk about it and then get that message across. Like you can do that too. If you want to talk about it, like you can, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be afraid or ashamed or anything. So it's so great that there are people like you and podcasts like this that are like making it okay. Like, you know, there are more people out there that are struggling or have been through something or have seen something or, you know, and it's okay to talk about it. We don't all have to be on a highlight reel and look like perfect all the time, you know? So I'm just really grateful for that. So. And we're so grateful for you as I keep saying, you know, obnoxiously. (laughs) Um, And thank you for that. And I mean, you're kind of going like any words of wisdom you would leave the audience with. Um, gosh, just listening to the episodes, like the previous episodes, I love the one about, um, it was with Lisa, like about the excuses, like you can, and you just got to have a a great mindset and take one day at a time. Um, if you have a bad day, it's not a bad week or a bad month or a bad year. It's one bad day. Right. So the new day is coming tomorrow and you can wake up and have a fresh start. Um, so just trying to do as much as you can to keep your mental health, right. Whether that's get outside and take a walk or making sure you're drinking enough water or just doing those little things each day, um, to keep you on track and keep you moving forward is just so important. So people kind of like overlook that, like, oh, I've got to make this huge goal. And the huge goal has got to be like, I got to stop eating carbs and I got to stop on my, you know, being on my phone and I got to do all these things. And it's like, let's not take this like a huge chunk. Let's just like try to be outside for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day or, you know, set your alarm and like maybe wake up early and do some quiet meditation before you jump into work stuff or like one little thing to move yourself forward is, is what it's all about. So. Agree a hundred percent. And one thing that uh, I found out my insurance has has uh, um, includes like a dietitian, mm-hmm. and that is something that I was like, you know, I got, I feel like I have all these medical issues, but they keep telling me nothing's wrong, like doctors and stuff. So I'm like, you know, the one thing I haven't like paid enough attention to is my diet, like what I'm eating. And the first thing, like after tracking my food, the first thing my dietitian was like, do you eat anything regularly or like at a regular time? Or because there'll be days that I eat like 800 calories, which is, is uh, tremendously like under what I should be eating. And then there's days I'll eat 2,500 calories, which is an extreme over 
and like I'll just like zig and zag on it. And she's like, all I'm asking for is consistency. She's like, let's start with breakfast. You know, let's start with snacks. And it's just like that slow build to be able to make that progress, to make that commitment. Because, you know, in six months to a year, if I'm eating more consistently, I'll feel better, you know? And that is, I just love how you just called that out with just small steps and just slowly starting it. Yeah. One little improvement each day. I mean, you know, it wasn't, Rome wasn't built in a day. We got to start one brick at a time. So if that means like making sure you drink enough water today or, you know, choose a healthier snack over, you know, something that isn't that great for you. It's just one choice, you know, so one choice at a time. So definitely. Agreed. And if we have any, like, are they called stonemasons? Like the people that actually make stone? Like if we have anybody that could like, you know, chime in on how the pillars of like the Colosseums are built or something like that, I would really appreciate that because pure curiosity that I'm totally going to be Googling <laughs> after this. Um, you already went through like your, your uh, gratitude moment. Is there anything else you want to share that you're grateful for? Um, kind of like what I said, like each day is a new day, right? It's a refresh. Like that is, I'm so grateful for that because some days I have bad days. Some days I'm at the McDonald's drive-thru or spent, you know, watching eight hours of TV because I'm just like not with the program that day, you know, and just to like wake up and have a fresh day ahead of me is just the best feeling, you know? So being able to just get up and start your day new each day is like an awesome way to just make a new choice, make a better choice, you know, and not forget what happened yesterday, but just like we can move past it. You know, we can just start new today. So that's what I'm grateful for a fresh start each day. So I love that. And learning from each day, like a hundred percent what you said, I would say, uh, I know that I've said, I'm so grateful for you like a gazillion times. <laughs> I will say that I am so grateful to have a team that truly believes in the podcast and who show up and also let me know when they're not feeling it, you know, like as, uh, I don't want to say a boss, but kind of, uh, uh, you know, like there's days when I'm not feeling it either and I miss calls and, I'm like, guys, I I just need a little rest or I'm just not feeling it. Like my freaking booster shot took me down for the count for a few days. (laughs) And it's that sense of compassion that our team brings to each other and also calling each other out that, bruh, you're taking on too much. Okay. That's something Trom and Bill like to call out a lot. Yeah. (laughs) As to a finding page. Um, And so I'm just grateful for the three of you and what you bring to the team and making this a success because without the three of you, we wouldn't be where we're at now. Yeah, for sure. The teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) So cheesy and so true. But thank you so much, Paige, for, you know, sharing your intro, getting the uh, audience to let us know who's behind the scenes of the podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We appreciate you listening to the episode. Please like, follow, and share on our social media at shit to talk about. That is shit the number two talk about. 
Stay tuned on Wednesdays and Fridays for new episodes. This episode was made possible by production manager Trom Nguyen, business manager Bill Powell, and your host, Jeff.